0: The hurling paw. He said he how much he hated Cork as well. This fellow just seems to hate everybody, right? So this is why I haven't joined the podcast just yet. <laughs> I think I might leave it off. We might get a bit heated. Subscribe to the OTBGAA podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. Yes, yeah, so I'm going to just name out 22 people here. You're going to have to stay with me on this one, Mike. Don Stewart, not to be confused with uh, that man of um, Home and Away. Um, That's Alf Stewart. Don Don Fisher Fisher, sorry I apologise Don Stewart you've somehow become um, a merger of two (laughs) an amalgamation of two Aussies two great characters (laughs) Sandy Stewart Tony Edwards Mary Edwards Owen McDonald these names will get even more recognisable Martin Delaney Bill Flowerday, Wendy Flowerday, Bruce Clark, Dunica McCarthy, Tim Alnuss, Paul Doyle, Adrian Boyle, Mac Hanson, Bundy Yaki, Simon Cavanagh, Robbie Fox, Jared Butler, Jack Carty, James Crombie, Jamie Heaslip and uh, Quaylen Blade. They make up the up and under syndicate, which runs in the derby at the on. Saturday. They're running in the derby. Well, they'll if. be running around if the horse wins the Derby. <laughs> not uh, a lot
1: of boys in that not uh, a syndicate, boys. yeah. This
0: is, like, it, this is so what racing needs, I'm telling you. like To have these personalities, 100% there'll be, the, pretty much every uh, newspaper will have a photo of the lads on Monday and it's, it's, it's running the Derby. Syndicates are great for racing and it makes it fun. It's, it's more affordable and best of luck to the lads and lassies.
1: Yeah, we've been meaning to get you and Dan in actually to talk about uh, your your syndicate days. We obviously had our yeah, we did our Barrios st- ah, but there's yeah. Barrio Two. Dan's been telling us all. I'll leave that as a teaser and we'll talk about it again. But Barrio uh, Two, yeah, the, ret- the return it's of Barrio. Like, um, it's
0: all trying to think of some like horror movie too. <laughs> um,
1: Barrio Two, Electric Boogaloo.
0: Um, um, don't get involved in horse ownership. Like, forget everything I said. It's it's as great. As, <laughs> it's such an expense, but it keeps sucking you back in. I don't know what it is. It Does. Yeah, yeah anyway. I
1: know the syndicate stuff you're right though and especially when it is well known guys like if you've got yeah. like Jamie Heaslip and Mac Hansen running around the Curra that's going to put uh the the, the whole thing like front and centre in a way it wouldn't otherwise be which is brilliant you know um, You'd look at you, even when it's less um, when it's less like if it isn't famous guys if people are just like go crack the floor and porter totally um, syndicate obviously he
0: cost like five grand
1: do you know what I mean and it was just like that is a they were the story of Cheltenham that year you know so
0: he is um, let's
1: look at his price here He what's is, the name of the horse uh, up and under Oh, sorry. Up so and under. Fair okay, yeah. I thought the um, syndicate was called that, as in like that was their name. They come together the to call the themselves up and under. The
0: name of the syndicate um, I. I will get, but uh, he's actually he's been put forward as a relative possible outside winner of the race. He's, he's 14 12 14 to 1. Right, okay. That would so be that would be great for a race, and I, I genuinely think um, like the likes of Alex Ferguson involved Rock Gibraltar I think that was I think that's yeah. a
1: great storyline before we get into the race, right? Um and we this. should talk. Yeah, but it's just like it is this should be the this is one of the biggest days in the Irish sporting or the Irish horse racing calendar if not. But like it is just naturally overshadowed by like we're all spending all week sitting there watching dull committees but it turns out RT weren't the only ones in the dock like it wasn't it didn't seem uh, like at least on first viewing like it was a great look for horse racing yesterday Uh, I think like this week
0: really was there's only one kind of thing that comes to mind in terms of the two things that we've had which would be uh Grotesque Unbelievable Bizarre Unprecedented This is gooboo Like how could this happen And it was like After all of The RT stuff Which just I mean it's a gift That keeps on giving Or whatever you want to call it The Irish racing regulatory body Thrown into turmoil And I'm reading from The Irish Times here Because it have got to be Careful on this Um a financial matter, which was described as being uh, of grave concern, emerged in front of the Araxes Public Accounts uh, Committee on Thursday, and um, the IHRB's chief financial officer, Don Lachey, he was due to be among a team of IHRB officials to appear in front of the committee. And bear in mind, this was supposed to be like ah, uh, whatever, like just let's just move on to the RT stuff and get this out of the way. And then um, he's on a period of voluntary leave without prejudice to his position. And in a dramatic departure uh, from a prepared opening statement, the chief executive, Darrell Lachlan, who's not in the job that long, he replaced Dennis Egan, um, whose kind of pay when he left was, was a subject of controversy. He told the committee that in the previous two days, he had become aware of a hitherto unknown issue in early 22, which caused grave concern. And I was just like... Is this is this for real in light of the week that we've had? But it is, and um, the IHRB is now reeling, and um, HRI, obviously, I mean, it's nothing to do with HRI, uh, but HRI does help fund the IHRB, so it kind of does have to do with HRI as well. But I don't know where this is going to end up. I honestly don't know where this is going to end up.
1: Yeah, so we're in that place now, we're in that kind of like something waiting. is afoot, yeah. and we need more
0: information. Um, Very much, and I think like I I think in in light of some of the challenges that racing has faced from politicians particularly on the left I don't think they're going to get off easily on this whatever it is but obviously it's serious
1: well what I was going to say is if there's financial issues here and like every everything that's in any way nefarious or even appears nefarious Mm -hmm. that comes out about horse racing is another stick to beat it with when it comes to the funding question especially right and you know i think when the fai and um, you know dan dan wrote about this obviously a few weeks ago when the fai went and suggested that you know football doesn't get its fair share of the betting tax we're still in the we're still in a place where the majority of the politicians especially the you know, people in power are coming out and going, "Oh, it's bringing some and this and this and that to the economy," and you mm-hmm. know, we're still in that. It's defensive and so on. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take much to n- nibble away at something like Absolutely that, you not. know. And if this is if this turns into something, we don't know what it's going to be. But if it turns in, if it turns big you know very quickly you've got the FAI you know waving their hands you know you've already, we had Ivana Bakchik was on OTBAM this morning talking about like you know funding for grassroots football you know it's all coming out of the same pie at some she's point been talking you know? to Reardon, but like if you see Esther uh tweet yesterday it's it's um,
0: really really hits close to the bone in terms of racing and a lot of people will completely agree with her she's very articulate she's coming from you know the Greens wouldn't have much grow for racing necessarily we'll see what happens um, but it's funny like Dubu and Charlie and all that since Charlie's tax exemption for stallions Irish racing in general has been going very very well it's in an incredibly good position at the moment and I think we are a genuine world leader at it but we can't take that for granted we can't take state funding for granted either yeah absolutely um, there was a and lot of money put into the car obviously massive money 90 100 million or whatever um, not all of it from the state but um, it's, uh, it, it's fair to say it still has a, lot to, a long way to go but it'll be buzzing on Sunday for the derby um, and yeah I can't wait to go
1: What's the... I haven't been to an Irish Derby in yonks. Is it still the occasion it was? like is No. It, no?
0: No, like last year, I don't know what the crowd was, maybe 12,000. Like the old days was... Three times that. When apparently when Budweiser did the sponsorship, I was never at a Budweiser sponsor, but it was a massive occasion and it was like a real day out, like probably more like the Melbourne Cup than the Derby. Now the actual capacity now is isn't even anywhere near that, but um it's still it's still a good day out. People get dressed up such quality racing, like such quality racing. It's probably it, never been higher, has it? Like no, um Irish, yeah, like Irish racing and the pedigrees and all that. Um, you know, this, the quality of the trainers um, And it, it's a great day out I'd, I'd advise anyone to go on Sunday The weather I think is good um, And yeah, we have a cracking card I think you'll, unless you Yeah, you should enjoy it Like, it should be a great day out Yeah, and? So, well, if two. you want to you, <laughs> you, <wanna> <laughs> you, know
1: you know the important know. question, Johnny
0: Yeah, well, Auguste Rodan is 4-9 to um, Aidan O'Brien told me I'd say two or three weeks before Epsom He'd win the uh, derby at Epsom um, I was at a wedding that day Okay, and I watched it at the back of the church, trying to be kind of chilled out. Um, I think you know, Enda, if you're listening, sorry about that, but uh, it was hard not to get drawn in because he made this big withering run to run down King of Steel under Ryan Moore, and he reposes with uh, the third and the fourth, uh, both Irish-trained, one trained by Jessica Harrington, uh, one trained by John Murphy and Cork um, Spreewell and White Birch, and then up and under for the. Uh, Rugby guys, yeah. so it's going to be a fascinating race. And the funny thing as well, Mick, is tactically Bally Doyle has the key to the race, but it might not want it to be a furious gallop. It might want it to be a bit tactical because that'll that will actually suit the favourite because he's so quick. So they can basically do whatever they want tactics
1: wise. Can I ask you an ignorant question? No. It, can I ask you a question that appears ignorant? Um, so no. no, right. I understand. Probably national hunt racing a little bit better than I do flat racing, right? So I would understand that if you're bringing the same race from Cheltenham to Punchestown, the track means a lot. Is that the case in flat when it's a it's more or less a straight line for a mile and a half or whatever? Okay, 100%. and and like so this is a Derby rematch, but it's on a very different yeah like track. Ch- Cheltenham is a Cheltenham's a slightly
0: tricky track, but Epsom is a basket case track. So Epsom okay. just happens to hold like the Derby, but like the Curra is. Could be the best race course in the world, like yeah. in terms of fairness. It's just perfect. There's like you, you. There's almost very few hard look stories. You've you've galloping track. It's fair. Um, the the turf is superb. Epsom is like a mad camber downhill uphill coming around right. bends. It's mad. So there will be like say um, white birch, um has to beat Spreewell. again Sprewell was unlucky at Epsom because he met traffic and Shane Foley who uh, is returning to ride this weekend from injury said he just didn't handle the track that never is the case to Curra you literally never hear he didn't handle the track the Curra because it's the fairest track um, and so that'll be a big factor uh, potentially but August Rodan is just the best horse mm. so he just should win um, but like there'll be people now putting on Potentially twenty grand to win ten on this, and putting on bets that he looks a, an absolute good thing, and it's a risk because it's a horse race. He was he was well fancied at Newmarket, um, and he disappointed. So people who will there will be heavy bets placed on this, and you know it, it looks it looks too good to be true. I think he'll win, but people need to uh, be cognizant that it's a horse race and things can go wrong okay if he if he doesn't win who's who, who, are, who, who are you backing without the favour yeah that's 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 going to be a very popular market at the track um, I like White Birch I think he I think he's very very solid he stays well Barron um, it's a tactical race I think he's a good chance trained by John Murphy in Cork um, oh. who'd be a small enough yard but going well uh, down near Upton in Cork. Um, and then what a story is three really well one for Jessica Harrington. Jessica Harrington has taken on this battle with breast cancer with the most stoic um, formidable um, fight and defiance as if like if I you know, if I let this get the better of me, it will. She's had she must have had she told she told us like recently how many bouts of chemotherapy she's had. She's come through us. She's an absolute warrior. She's I think just in her mid seventies now, had a winner of Royal Ascot. Um and Spreewell has a chance. And the one thing as well I should mention about Spreewell, Shane Foley, his jockey be it would have been a kind of a bit of a journeyman jockey, but got the job with Jesse. He's absolutely thriving now, but he was badly, badly injured in a fall at Goren about a month ago. And it was a young jockey who sort of, um, th- there was a bit of race riding and the young jockey's mount kind of eased into him. And Shane had a bad fall. Shane got up and said, these things happen. I'm not blaming anyone here. Um, I'll get over it. It's not the worst thing that could happen and he missed Royal Ascot and he said, fair enough, I, I was gutted to see a horse win that I should have been riding but he, he carried himself with absolute grace and I, I would love to see them win the derby as well. There you go. A few stories for when they're lining up on Sunday. Yeah, and like, the thing about a day at the Curragh, for the Derby there are so many people there racing social aspect should not be underestimated you meet so many people that you haven't yeah. seen in a while it's, it's a lovely atmosphere when people are enjoying the race and they're dressed up it's nice weather Curve, Kildare um, and we've a really good card as well starts at 150 a really good two year old race good betting heats as well um, if you haven't been to the Curve since we done up I, I, I actually do really like it so it wouldn't be for everyone but I really like it and uh, it's going to be great days racing
1: there we are there we are looking forward to it I'll probably be watching the football but I'll keep an eye I'll put the racing on the other TV this is the other thing racing the race tracks are brilliant
0: at Sean sport events live so you yeah. you basically Oh in terms nothing. of going down brilliant absolutely. You, you won't yeah, miss it'll yeah. be on the big screen they'll be shown like I was at Limerick last weekend missed the hurling and they were shown the hurling on the big screen for much of the time the racing wasn't on they get that and like they know that racing people are sporting people as well
1: yeah absolutely
0: yeah so the Irish Derby um, is on Sunday just looking at the race time here it is at uh, 3.40 uh, they go to post um, 9 go to post favourite is going to be August Rodan